Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Well, hello, folks. I'm glad you joined us uh, today for our show with Tosin Atatoro, who is our guest. And we will tell you more about Tosin in a minute. But uh, I want to, uh, first of all, give a shout out to our, our sponsors. And uh, one of them is Fairfax City. And uh, you, if you haven't visited Fairfax City, it's really a neat place to go. I, I I, I believe that, and it's a small-town atmosphere in a big, big city, so make sure you see that. Uh, but back to our show, uh, Tosin came to me, I became aware of Tosin through our one of our hosts, and he uh, had worked with Tosin at NVCC, which is Northern Virginia Community College. Yes. And uh, she, and that's a small speck of her experience. I'll tell you that. Uh, and I, I, more I learned about her, the more in, interested I was in what she was doing, especially as it as it applies to interesting children and youth in STEM careers. Correct. Uh, and but she herself is an adult in STEM career, and we're going to talk about her her journey and her pathway to uh, what she's doing now. And um, she's she's in Fairfax. She's in Fall, Fairfax Falls Church, Fall Fall Church, Church right? City. Yes, correct. So let's start with the beginning. Uh, you went to uh, Towson undergrad. I actually went to Frostburg State oh, um, Frostburg for State. my okay. undergrad. And, and she majored in physics. By the way, physics—that's <laughs> only—that's the only thing I remember from high school. The uh, professor was very uh, uh, animated. I would we say we have to be. <laughs> we <laughs> have to animate physics. <laughs> and I went to a reunion, and and this uh, this guy who I knew in high school stood up and he said. He, you know, he talked about the physics teacher who said he taught me I I would fail, <laughs> but I didn't. Here I am. <laughs> so it's it's a wonderful story, and I like physics very much as a as an idea. Anyway, and after she got her undergrad degree, she uh, went to Virginia Tech, and she yes. majored in. Uh, Technology education? Technology education. What is that, anyway? So technology education is basically, it's under the field of career and technical ed. And it's uh, it's a woodshop teacher. So if you think about woodshop, um, the traditional woodshop teaching, I am a woodshop teacher. From physics to woodshop. Yes. It is actually a a good marriage. It is a very good marriage. Because as I was going to Virginia Tech, my... um, advisor at that time was starting the new um, kind of vision of STEM. He was very interested in taking the conceptual and or the theoretical part of sciences and marrying it with the hands-on of tech ed, which is woodshop. So if you understand the way the world works, and then you can engineer something to solve problems in the world, that makes us a stronger society. Mm -hmm. So he was really looking at having 
a program that um, had these two components. So I was a great candidate coming from the science part of things and not having any experience hands-on and going through the program and becoming um, a tech ed teacher. Um, So I'm able to teach students how to engineer solutions to problems. So for an example, if I were to build a house uh, and, and and in D.C., in when I uh, years ago I headed this program through the Chamber of Commerce, and, uh, it was a volunteer thing, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, four different companies adopted a high school, mm-hmm. and one one company I I remember adopted a, a Gonzaga High School, which is a high school in, in D.C., and they built a house. Mm-hmm. And they learned how to measure the wood and et cetera. Is exactly. that what you did? Yes, I would. Um, nowadays, the um, tech ed classes are even becoming more advanced. I um, started this whole cohort of teachers that were teaching a class called aerospace science. Yeah, I but it's get to not. That it's not a science class. It's actually a woodshop class. So I would take the idea of design of even just a basic logo, and we would make it out of wood. We would make models of airplanes. We would talk about um, flyers and balsa flyers, what kind of wood makes it um, the best, what kind of um, size of wing would make this balsa airplane fly the longest. Um, So you would take the basic wood shop of building a house and make it more applicable for the student to say, you don't have to build a house, you could build an airplane. Yeah, build an airplane, not a real airplane, <laughs> not, a, not a, a, a real airplane, but a, a, a what is it, a wooden balsa? A little wood. bo- wooden balsa, yeah. but that's, it's the, it's the stepping stone. It's interesting, you ma- you majored in aerospace, aerospace, aerospace science. So I taught aerospace science, you, I majored in um, technology t- education. Okay. But okay, so that was the aerospace mm-hmm. science of it. You took the concept of a, that apply to a larger airplane and, mm-hmm. and apply them to a small airplane. Yes. And so the children or the kids, I mean, he <laughs> raised that. No children, no children uh, could really. Students, scholars, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to call them. Yes. So they, uh, they became interested in, in science through a hands-on approach and something that was some, something they could relate to. Yes, something that was connected to their real world. You go outside, you see an airplane flying, you fly in an airplane. How does it work? And then we can start the discussion from there. And you could have talked about talk to them about physics and how that correct to do that. Yes, That's, airplane flies uses forces. And forces so, did you physics. specialize in small planes and physics together, or did you have a broad broad vision, a broad mandate? That the aerospace science was definitely all around um, aeronautics and um, space. But there were other classes like the principles of technology where you're looking at the basics of building a birdhouse and what does it mean to use the wood shop? What is proper safety when you're using a bandsaw? So you have to teach them the basics of everything. Um, and, you know, it goes hand in hand with my colleagues that were across the hall teaching food and consumer sciences, which is home ec. So we were a team of people who are trying to educate students to understand that this is the way the older generation grew up. The name has changed, but you still have to know how to care for yourself and care for your community. That's very, very important. Uh, I, I can see that. So if you apply, you know, today there's so much 
new technology, mm-hmm. AI, MI, whatever. <laughs> it goes into building anything. So how, how do you integrate our new science of math and and, and what you're doing? Because, I mean, building an airplane is exciting and, and as fundamental mm-hmm. as it is. doesn't include new technology, new ways of thinking, does it? Data analytics? No, anyway. no, it doesn't. I think um, the beautiful thing about um, STEM and Korean technical ed in general is that it bridges those barriers of vocabulary for especially students who have a struggle with language. Um, because when you are building and constructing and engineering, it is very hands-on. It's a very personal feel. So you can observe somebody doing something and um, provide um, correction or feedback and advice without really having to write or or um, use um, huge words. Mm-hmm. So the concept of um, what they do in a tech ed class is very um, hands-on. They are are building stuff and they're learning from mistakes. They're learning from failure. So Mm. Mm. that's the beautiful thing about it. So um, on my wall in my classroom, I have a, a quote that says, in this classroom, we fail forward. And it's really important that students understand failure. Some, yeah, the word is has a very negative connotation to it, but it's such a positive concept. Mm-hmm. And you have to fail in order to grow. Now, there's so many questions I want to ask you about you, but before we do, I, I am fascinated by what you're doing uh, and the, the science. I want to ask you, uh, your 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 students are they are they from every class every family every could it be anybody's child? Yes. So the wonderful thing about um, Falls Church City Public Schools is that I actually um, teach all the students in my elementary um, cl- um, building. So, so it's eight hundred second through fifth grade. So it's over eight hundred students, and they go through a rotational system with me of maybe every other week. So um, I think this is a unique um, school system, which is why I actually um, developed my small business to be able to provide um, just a little taste of what I know and my passion to others who don't have this opportunity in in their school systems. And one other question, because I I will talk to you after we're off the air about a program uh, in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's apprenticeships. It's called blue, blue stem, blue mm-hmm. collar stem, mm-hmm. but it's going to be called something else this year when they had their conference, and uh, they're trying to interest students at all ages in in STEM. Mm-hmm. And you're 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 doing that. You're right in the middle of that. You're the, you're the front line of of the people who are who are responsible for getting little kids becoming grown adults mm-hmm. involved in science. So, so what percentage of your kids go on to college, do you think? I mean, it's hard for you're in fifth grade, so how do you... Yes, you that's, that's tough in fifth grade. But looking at the dynamics of the school system, um, we're a small school system of five mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a high percentage that goes um, into college. Um, we are in that small pocket of affluent 
um, families. Um, So we get a lot of that. But even within the small district, we do have a high need, a a small need of uh, population that definitely is um, free and reduced lunches and that kind of thing as well. So it doesn't matter. I mean, whether they go to college or they don't. I mean, we're, uh, you know, we're involved in every uh, every movement around today about getting kids and aware of science and STEM and, and entering into the, their field, whether it be a science field or related to a science field, and have a passion and interest in, in science. Like I, when I was in elementary school, trust me, there was no science. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, it's interesting, but if I had been if I had gone to school then and I had learned that you could you know, machine me 3D, that would be second nature to me. Like, mm-hmm. like people know computers and, exactly. and programs so much easier this time. So as we move forward, we're, we're doing all that itself. But you um, you taught in Loudoun County when you, when you got out. and uh, But what before you went to school, tell us about your background. Where are you and your family? And um, My family uh, originates from Nigeria. Um, my parents actually still live there. Your parents? Yes, yeah, really? my parents still live there. I'm trying to get out there in April to um, celebrate my dad's 80th, so that's exciting. Um, but um, so coming from an African family, um, large family of seven kids. Education was really important. So that's was our focus. And young, I noticed that, you know, I do have a love for hands-on in science. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, my dad got his PhD in um, industrial arts, which is tech ed. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Industrial, industrial arts, arts is yeah. tech ed. So um, I guess it's in my blood. So that's where it came from. But he was always um, in Nigeria. It's a, it's a big, you know, agricultural mm-hmm. country. Um, he was very involved in textiles. He loved to do batik um, designs and make clothing in our backyard. So I saw a lot of very the artistic side of me was um, flourishing in that um, aspect. He was always, you know, take things apart, put things together. So we grew up in that kind of environment. Yeah, and even you mentioned two fields, the uh, creative field mm-hmm. and the uh, the uh, other field. Like hands-on. Uh, hands-on. And, mm-hmm. and, and all of these, even though they don't directly require knowledge of STEM, indirectly they do, don't they? I mean, agriculture has a strong STEM component. Yes. As does uh, textiles and it is it does um and that's why you will if you look in the background of a lot of STEM and what we have even STEAM educators now they have a a agricultural technical background they have a CTE background whether it's from business or marketing or tech ed like me you will see a lot of that because it it is. That's what um, STEM is all about and really getting hands on and being creative because that's how you come up with unique solutions um, to problems. But how do you how do you draw the distinction between being a hardcore STEM person like knowing physics and mm-hmm. knowing science in general or knowing math or knowing machine learning to being a somebody who is in textiles and and wants to, to, to apply it is and know about it. I think the easiest way for me to explain that is to look at it as a 
clear solution versus a fluid solution. Um, I think when you think of STEM and STEAM, I think of it in a very process. Anyway, we have to stop there. STEAM is the A, and that's for artistic. And, yes. And, so, and that's so in my school district, we are a STEAM school district. Um, so we incorporate the arts in everything that we do, okay. that creativity, that design. Okay. So when you look at it in the STEM field or the STEAM field, it is very, I tell my students, there's no one correct answer. There is a better answer, mm -hmm. but there is no one correct answer. In a physics classroom, I need to get to the right answer. If I'm mm -hmm. doing a problem, there is one answer. Mm -hmm. There may be a process of getting to that answer, but there's one answer. So if you look at the science core, it's it's very concrete in a sense. Like you're you're working towards one thing and you might be creative in the process. In STEAM, there's not necessarily a perfect answer. So that's that's how I look at the differences um, I, I think of, of STEM as very um, process-oriented. I want you to be able to problem-solve. So when you look in STEM classes, you will see something called the engineering design process. And with the engineering design process, or an engineering design process, because they, they can break it out to look in different ways, you are going through this cyclical process of solving a problem. And that includes you know, data analytics. Yes. I get a feeling that's what we've had. We have a host who specializes in data analytics, and so I listen, I'm learning something. Mm -hmm. So Yes, correct. You, you have to look at your information and mm -hmm. use that information or that data, analyze mm -hmm. it, and use it to improve. And you have to be inquisitive. Yes. You, you have to, to really Ask why. be as creative and inquisitive as well. Mm -hmm. So in STEM or STEAM, which of these S were, <laughs> S to M, R, A, what, are, what is your passion? I mean, is it science? Uh, is it technology? What? Um, I definitely, um, my foundation is science because of that physics, uh -huh. but I absolutely love technology. Um, there was one time in my life that every new phone that came out, Tosin had it. <laughs> so and, and unlike, unlike me, one phone until it breaks down. Until it breaks. <laughs> That's my husband. But for me, I love technology. Mm -hmm. But as I have um, worked through and worked with different ages of students, the more I get into that the more I love the idea of engineering um, because I now, know. <laughs> now, you're, now you're on engineering. Now I'm on engineering. <laughs> okay. At this point in my life, I'm in engineering. And I love the idea of creation and um, creating something, whether it's working or not, whether it does what you expect or not, just that process of creating and engineering something for a reason or not. So, but engineering, but, but you just described your 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 passion for for physics, uh -huh. and physics is like engineering. You have a you know get to to the end game by following a process. And but how is that different than science? And how is it different than engineering? So how is physics different from engineering? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think in physics, the higher you go in physics, um, the more um, you are doing your you're kind of analyzing problems. I found myself not as much in the lab as I would have liked to. 
So when I went um, to Virginia Tech, I started, I actually started off in physics. And I realized very quickly that I was stuck in a cubicle and working on physics problems that could take me hours to solve. And I was sitting with international students and we would all be doing the same thing. And after a while, we would peek over the cubicle and make sure we were okay and then get back to work. And I did not enjoy it. And the it was just... of it? Did you not enjoy it? I mean, you're a people person, obviously. I, I guess I didn't realize I was because I actually was very shy and quiet and throughout my um, college well, and high school You can be an introvert year. and still like yes, people. I, I, that's exactly... I am an introvert. I am introverted and I, I recharge by being kind of in the dark by myself, yeah. <laughs> quiet. Um, and my that's kids, because I spend oh my all my energy. <laughs> yes, I spend all my energy with the kids during the day. Mm-hmm. So at night, it's like nice. Let's just sit and and relax and not talk. There is hope for you intellects uh, who are introverted as well mm-hmm. as uh, occupations for you who are extroverts. So mm-hmm. and the twain shall meet. So so uh, so so be aware and be uh, open to change correct as we go forward in your career you served as an lps lcps aerospace education in residence i want to ask you to explain what an lcps is at the uh, Stephen uter hazy mm-hmm. Center, uh, yes. center uh, in Chantilly. Anybody who's who, who you, thousands of us have driven by that center, and I've never gone into it. Oh, although my brother-in-law was, you know, a pilot, he loved loved flying. Uh, but uh, so, so what was what was what is an LCPS? LCPS is just Loudoun County Public Schools. So oh. <laughs> we call it LCPS. So that <laughs> okay, that, that so okay. The great thing about Loudoun County was they would um, loan a teacher to the Air and Space Museum, and they still have the program now. Huh? And for two years, you would teach in the museum students that came in as um, for field trips. Mm-hmm. So I got a chance to teach hundreds of students that I would never have inter- engaged with in otherwise in the classroom. And then I was able to take some of the things that I learned back into the classroom. Yeah, take a big plane part <laughs> and apply it to a I really awesome, wanted the Blackbird, the awesome. SR-71. Okay, so we only have a few minutes left, and I want you to talk to uh, us about uh, Get Into STEM, the program you found in 2014, and, mm-hmm. and what you're doing with that program. And So Get Into STEM, I started when I started to, I, I live in Gaithersburg, so I know that there is a need for STEM education, integrative STEM education in all parts of our region. Um, so I started that and I started working with a um, our, our recreation center in Gaithersburg and working, partnering with the Smithsonian. I've traveled to Louisiana and other places, but I really wanted to provide a program that had all the pieces that I was passionate about. So I do um, a program called Esteemed where the little E in the front starts for stands for entrepreneurship. And then, of course, STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And then the D stands for design, because I think design is really important as well, even though it, it goes kind of in line with the artistic part. Mm-hmm. So the STEAM program allows for me to bring in robotics, cybersecurity, hot air balloon design, all the things that I'm really passionate about to students at a more like affordable rate 
great and sometimes even pro bono and free. So I've done a lot of speaking engagements and um, really hands-on workshops for teachers, students, and well, some wait, families. What, I mean, in the, I understand the program, but how do you teach all you know, robotics and vertical lifts and, and all that? I have my own equipment. You have your own equipment. I have invested in my company and myself because I think it is very important that everyone should be exposed to STEM. At any level, I think you should be able to do it. And sometimes it's not as expensive as you would think. Give me an example. Like uh, I've, I've gone ballooning, mm-hmm. and that's vertical lift. Yes. How do you, first of all, relate that to STEM, and how do you teach that? So you can um, get tissue. So the colored tissue that you put in your um, gift bags, if you get tissue and you create a template, a gore template, the little sections of hot air balloons are mm-hmm. called gores. You glue it together to create that balloon shape mm-hmm. and you cover it up. Use a hairdryer to fill it up with air. As long as the temperature outside is cool enough, you can get buoyancy and the hot air balloon will lift. And so you have taught the, the person, the, the young adult, mm-hmm. yes, that's a word, word. Yep. the young adult, the, the principles of... Of hot air and how hot air rises, cold air falls. You need those pocket bubbles of hot air and cold air, and that's how you can create lift with your hot air balloon. And you do that with everything, that robotics, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I've done it with robotics. I've done buoyancy with foil boats. You get a piece of foil, Mm -hmm. and you have washers that you get in the um, hardware store, Mm -hmm. put it in water, and tell them to design a boat to hold as many washers as possible. I think it's fun. I mean, we... I mean, we had really interesting, unique, and sometimes eccentric science teachers in high school who who taught us that way. But but to know that it's t- today an, an integral part of what you're doing, Correct. I think, is fabulous. And so uh, we're going to send people to you. We have a lot of your links, et cetera. We'll add them on our 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 information page. And I thank you, Tosin, thank for you. coming. Here it's been a, a sheer joy as well, and uh, so everybody who's listening, you as an adult and you as a child or the child of an adult, you know, can learn uh, science and and not be intimidated at by all. it at all. It's, I mean, so much of it is just personal intimidation. Yes, it is, and we it have is. to overcome that. Definitely. Thank Fine. you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.